everyone, and we are on another episode of Hashtag Millennials. I am Ariza Lee with Daryl. How are you guys? You're not going to say your last name? Uh, no, they don't even know who I am. But I said both of my names. Listen, your name is basic as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I, want people, I don't want people Googling me, Facebooking me, LinkedIn me. Unless you're a job, like, then you can LinkedIn me. We are happy to have you guys again. You know, me and Daryl, you know, just chit-chatting in the studio. And today we want to talk about a very important topic. It is something that could change the rest of your life. Whether or not to get Botox. <laughs> you need it every day. Wow. Just okay, not going to deny it. But no, actually, something a little different. We're going to talk about the return on investment of college. Oh, that's a really good topic because I'm <laughs> broke as fuck from college. <laughs> You know, because there is a lot of interesting fun facts we're going to learn today about how college began and, like, why it is what it is today. But first things first, I want to say everyone doesn't have to go. I feel as if there's this big thing today where everyone is trying to go. And we we want to also curb that mentality, and especially in technology, because, you know, me and Daryl, we're both developers barely <laughs> he's talking about himself by the way like I'm I'm oh. a real developer oh. that doesn't like to do their job so, <laughs> I mean I'm just keeping it real but anyway okay. a little spoilers for this podcast uh-huh. the question we're trying to pose is college for me mm. and the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> we will see I mean first things first Daryl do you know where the first college in the world began what country tell me your bullshit research <laughs> <laughs> It was in Morocco. What? In year... That's pretty cool. I want to know more. (laughs) In year 859. And it was the University of... I'm going to butcher this. I'm going to spell it. K-A-R-U-E-E-I-N. I I don't know. You want to give that a try? I'm I'm good. (laughs) I I think I'm good. Fez, Morocco. And then the most popular kind of oldest one is that we know of the University of Bologna in Italy. Wait, I have a question before we go into Bologna. (laughs) Bologna. Yes. So was was Jesus in this school? <laughs> no. Were people, were people just like learning with Jesus or no, because that was only in 1088. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Whoa. Yeah, like we weren't even using BCE and all that before <laughs> then. But I mean, and what's very interesting, you know, while I was looking at my research is that the college was very different to what it was today. Basically what it was. So people yeah, were just, of course. It probably you yeah. probably only had to pay a sheep to go to school. You know, that was it. That is not a lie. But it basically was like everybody was like already doing their thing, doing their work. Like people didn't really do this whole four years to learn their craft. They would get into the job and then they'd pick it up as, you know, like a a lot of things you can do like that today. And but a lot of people got together and they were like, hey, you know, I like meeting every Sunday and chit chatting about how we could advance things. It was mostly about like philosophy, you know, about like, oh, you know, I have this very interesting mathematical concept. Let's talk about it every Sunday. I was like, oh, oh, you're kind of smart. I like that idea. Oh, you're kind of smart. I like that idea. And then from there, it ballooned into multi-trillion dollar money-grabbing corporation ruled dilemma. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'll feel you with that one. I'm, I'm just agreeing while crying at the same time. So <laughs> I just find that very interesting. Like when you really go into the roots of what college was, it was really pretty much like a hangout spot for a bunch of people coming together for new ideas and now it's just crazy crazy different so what is college today well we already touched on it it's pretty sad but we want to find out tyrell should someone go to college to be honest not not everyone should go to college not and we want to specifically touch on programmers you as a programmer if somebody comes to you young let's say let's go with 16 you know right before they go and they say, I'm a big time programmer. Do I need college? 
I would say, see, that's a slippery slope. Mm. All right. So when you want to be a programmer, there has been so many cases where people they didn't go to college, mm-hmm. but they they just learned it on their own, and they built their skill set by doing that, right? And this was like pre YouTube, pre whatever, and then. But for me, knowing me, I'm a dumbass. So <laughs> I need someone to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I need to work on projects. I, I need think to be a that force. is a big. I was oh my god! Yeah. I was literally something I was going to say. One of the biggest benefits of college is that you do are forced into an environment to learn. Yeah, because it's like your tuition is a constant reminder <laughs> that you need to like learn so the shit and pass and keep homework. going. Exactly. But I would say though to anyone who's out there and you are very responsible, self-responsible college's value to you has significantly dropped because nowadays there is this huge push for workshops. Like, I don't know if you know, Daryl, but um, Amazon... Like technical schools, right? Yeah, technical okay, schools. Yeah, gotcha. technical schools. Amazon, and I know Apple recently came out and said that they're removing a college major being a requirement for a lot of their software engineering jobs. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's what we said. Like, if mm-hmm. you are a motivated individual, then you got this. You could, like... Mm-hmm. Work your ass off and then become the best programmer you can be. Mm-hmm. But if you, again, you know, need a little more direction in life, a.k.a. you're lazy like us, you can benefit from college. But I want to also posit another alternative route, not to jump directly into a four-year institution and start being crumbled by debt, but community colleges. Yeah, community colleges is a good one because it's cheap. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like my aspect, the reason why I'm so 50-50 with college, right, is um, how would I say when you when you're in high school, you don't really know what. You, there are some people mm-hmm. who don't know what they want to be. I think and like that's that's fair. Eighty <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's fair. Like you should you shouldn't be pressured to really figure out what you want. But I also feel like you should not go to like an expensive ass school if you don't know what you want to do. Exactly. Because it's like every major is different. Because like mm-hmm. I went to an engineering school where it was like we had a rigid ass schedule. Right. We had school from eight to eight. <laughs> I'm crying <laughs> a little bit, PTSD time. But, um, and you didn't have the luxury of like taking a semester or a year to figure it out. No. Because I'm, you would be, no, I'm, I'm not done. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. We could edit that out. <laughs> but uh, it, it was just, it was like hard. Like It to, was constant pressure. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't just like be a windy bitch and just like decide to do whatever you want. Like later on, you have to know now. But, like, I was lucky that I knew what I wanted to do when I was in high school. Mm. I think, as well, the biggest thing is that once you're in college, it's so expensive. You do not want to be changing your major too much. Mm -hmm. There are a a lot of people I know that they start off, they're like, yeah, even within technology, like, we don't even have to say a big change, like, oh, psychology and then boom, computer science. It could be that you're an electrical engineer and then you do some of the prerequisite classes. You're like, oh, I think I might want to move into civil. And then... After that, you say, actually, I think I want to move into industrial and more material science. And it's like, you do not want to be jumping like that from class to class because that extends your college time, messes up your life, and it messes up your debt trap. Yeah, there is no correlation between these two. So you have to, like, retake a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you... And, what, and, like, in my school, it's... People say, like, an engineering degree, it's, it's a four-year degree on paper, mm-hmm. but... Most people take five exactly. years. So that's yeah. that's if you're like perfect too, you know? 
Like, uh, also another aspect that you mentioned, like instead of community college, there's trade schools yes. where they teach you oh like a gosh. specific set of skills. I, I want people to pop don't out. talk about that. I want that to pop often. out that a lot of people they're coming on, and you know, you go on a date with somebody, and um, they tell you, oh, you know, I'm an electrician. A lot of people would be like, ooh, you know, you're, you're yeah, yeah. As Arise say that with disgust, he didn't. No, mean, no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I would love to meet somebody who went to trade school because those people be making bank, Daryl. They're yeah, making they 80K like, right out of trade school. They're getting the most amazing benefits. Anybody who's unionized, I'm just, I don't want to, I don't want to go crazy. Yeah, but I you mean, say it's... union, I think lovely things. Yeah, I mean, that's like another alternative to a four-year degree because like when you're using a specific, you're learning a specific skill that not a lot of people can mm-hmm. do and it's something that you could make a business out of. And people are turning away from that. Actually, I remember I read that a lot of these big construction companies are doing a lot of incentives now to get young people to come out. Some of them are, you know, far away in the middle of nowhere, come out to these areas because nobody wants to do it. Everybody wants to be, you know, like kind of office job. And these people are making banks. So I'm just saying there needs to be a sociological change of these of what these people are about because they are low-key in the middle of like, I don't know, Kansas with their millions and we're in the city having the time of our lives, but broke. <laughs> yeah, the, the train itself costs like a million dollars to there like we use. Go. So another thing I want to touch on, Daryl. Some people can't help it; they have to go to college, like doctors who have to go to medical school, lawyers who have to go to law that? school. That's, I know, I feel so sorry so for them, but like, terrible. what do we tell them? Like, we, I, t- here's what I have to say first and foremost. If because I have a personal vendetta against law school because I was thinking about going to it and then I really researched it and it was awful. Is it because you realize you're not smart enough? Um, besides that, okay. Um, <laughs> I would say talk to a lawyer. There are a lot of these people who are lawyers, doctors, and they're everywhere and they're miserable. So yeah. please, before you do anything, ask them about what they're doing, what is their experience, and I think that might immediately deter you. If yeah, you it's never a weird thing to ask someone like, "Hey, can I talk about your job or shadow them or like volunteer to like know what they do." I mean, I mean, there's, yeah, you're going to have a one case where you're going to have like an asshole person be like, no, why would you ask such a stupid thing? Yeah. But no, they're the asshole for acting like such an asshole, you know? And a lot of lawyers are, sadly. Yeah, because like they don't make any money. <laughs> so just I saying. Know, that's another thing. Another, a lot of stereotypes we need to really turn around today. A lot of lawyers are out here broke. So please know what you're trying to do and know the different types of law that really gets you your return. Yeah, same thing with like medical doctors. People don't realize that. Oh, just just because they first of all you have like undergrad debt, then you have medical school grad debt, which is like another four years. And then I found out recently that a lot of these people to get residencies in the top hospitals, mm-hmm. they're paying money to go to residencies there. Some of them are yeah. like while they're in med school. Like my sister, because my sister's a doctor, so she told me oh. the whole experience. Oh. She was like saying how med school, like once you go through residency, they basically pay you a stipend mm-hmm. of like depending on where you are, yeah. could be between. Forty to sixty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and that's like ridiculous, right? After eight years of schooling yourself, and you were like in a highly specialized field, you're only getting paid sixty k a year, and that's the top, like that's on the top average. And that's to pretty much live in the. Hospital. And depending what specialty you go to, like let's say, like most doctors, they they work on average what maybe sixty hour weeks, mm. and Mm-mm-mm. so if you do the breakdown, you're pretty much almost getting paid minimum wage. Ooh. You know, so we just want to touch yeah. that on there, like. Yeah, they don't. You don't make the real bucks until after five years of residency. And just remember, all this time, you probably don't have that strong of a dating life, social life, basically much any life. So yeah. it's a big sacrifice. So think about it strongly. I mean, from like the medical people that I know, pretty much got older husbands either before 
med school or during med school because they couldn't find anyone else to love. And <laughs> Another just, thing, though, yeah. I feel some requirements for no, higher the learning. doctors. You guys are doing great. Keep killing the field, but oh. saving lives, though. Exactly. I mean, but some requirements from, for higher education are crazy. Do you know that to become a teacher, like even for like middle schoolers in New York City, you need a master's? Yeah, I mean, I believe that. I don't want, I don't want my kids to be like taught by a dumbass. Oh, my God. Oh, please. You do not need a master's to be smart. And the thing is, on the flip side, you're telling these people, okay, get more debt debt to get into the city but guess what you're not paying them yeah, <laughs> to pay all that debt so that's just basically some people who have to do certain things they got to do it but for those who don't like us in technology we want to help you out try to understand another thing we want to touch on daryl where should people go to college and i want go? to start right here with the biggest line i might say in this podcast ivy leagues are not the epitome of life okay shade you know like <laughs> Yeah, we're coming after you, Ivy League people. Like, just know that. I'm just saying, you know, because I'm, especially me, I'm the, I'm the Caribbean. Like, it has come down there. Like, anyone's like, oh, where are you going? It's like, oh, everyone wants to apply to Columbia. Everyone wants to apply to Harvard. And I'm and I, I'm not saying not to do it. I'm not saying not to have the dream. But do not make it encapsulate everything you do. Like, if you read some things about young children from middle school, their entire school, classes, extracurricular activities. They literally, I know people who look up what Harvard is lacking, if they're lacking, like, a ping pong people. Because, you know, they have all kind of crazy intramurals. They will literally learn that skill so that they can be in the 1% of that. It's crazy. That sounds like all my Asian neighbors right now, like what their kids are doing. <laughs> But anyway, I kind of agree, but I also have a little bit more of a twist with that. Okay. It's like, like the like, what college I should go to? Go to the one where you have the biggest scholarship, or the there one where go. you are most likely to be less in debt. Mm-hmm. In because like a reason here say don't go art like what is it, Ivy League, but like let's say you got a good scholarship, then you should go. No, 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 like, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm yeah, that's saying, right. You turn I'm, back. No, I don't want to no, alienate no, the people no. who went to Ivy. I'm saying that people are crumbling their self-esteem and their lives and crushing pretty much their entire existence around going to an Ivy League. And if it doesn't happen, they feel nothing. They feel like, oh, they failed. And I, I just I want them to know that you can have an incredibly successful life without ever seeing an Ivy League. That's all I want. I want to yeah. turn that ideology around. Me, I definitely say, um, especially Brown and so forth, I think if you make under like 60K, a lot of those Ivy Leagues are like, hey, you pay nothing. I would go. I'd be mm-hmm. the first one on that mm-hmm. bus to Yale. I'd be like, hey, Angela Bassett came here, right? <laughs> All right, my Angela, take it easy. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I just want that to, to you know, crumble that right there and Also, then. another aspect is, it's like, go to college where you know, like, like, let's say you do know that you're going to get debt, right? Uh-huh. Like, one, you should choose a major and, like, choose a college where your debt-to-income ratio will not be crazy. Meaning, like, let's say out of, like, I go to college and my debt is going to be 60K. I know I got to hustle hard. I want to make a job where I get paid at least 60K or more so that I won't be in debt forever. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's like people just assume like you like just by having a four-year degree, I'm going to make bank. No, you're going to be in debt. That's, <laughs> that, that's the only thing that's for sure. I think there needs to be a big discussion on financial education before people make a decision of going to college. Oh, yeah. Literally sit down with, it could be yourself if you're good at math or with your parents and Calculate how much money you're going to be paying per month for how many ever years if you take on this amount of debt. And when you see that number in your, because people, when you like look at a big ticket, like, oh, this is going to be like 40,000, you kind of be like, oh, okay, 40,000. It looks singular. But when you break it down into how much you're going to pay and then look at exactly the average 
for your degree. And that's another separate topic. I mean, we're both engineers, but mm. definitely outside of engineering, when you start thinking about, you know, the degrees you want to go into, it gets a little hectic because some degrees is like, there's not much outlook. It's like, should you go into it? But I don't know. And like another part is like interest. People don't even think about interest when they're taking out school oh, debt. Oh yes, yeah. We just see a number like okay, I'm taking off like fifteen some like fifteen k this semester, which is like in hindsight when you think about it, doesn't seem that much. But remember, there are types of loans where like it'll accrue as you're going to college, and then by that fifteen, by the time you graduate, it becomes twenty five, right? Or like maybe like twenty, which is whoa. It's a quarter of a hundred thousand dollars right there. I'm glad you touched on that because actually Betsy. Davos. I hope I said her name right. Oh, but... the devil? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying the education secretary, she actually came out and said that less than a quarter of students are paying their principal right now in student loans. And you're proud of that? Like, are you proud of that, Betsy? Because like, <laughs> that's not something to be like, unpried that... for. I mean, I think she was kind of turning it into a twist, like maybe people should look at debt, you know, more seriously. But, but I mean, of course, the entire system is what's messed up. But I, that is to say what you're saying. And I think I would even give a more a practical, specific solution. If you can, while you're work through school, definitely try to get a job during school and then try to start paying off your debt in school. Yeah, I mean, because it's like that interest, it's a percentage of the whole loan. It's crazy. So like by the time that you finally do pay, like you start paying off your student loan, it's what? You're paying off interest first. That's how it works. And then maybe it might go to the principal. And another thing, I definitely think that a lot of people get desensitized with, especially living in New York City, they do it a lot. So you have a somebody who's in a, in a smaller town or maybe even like a mid-city, let's say Charlotte, and they're like, oh, I want to go to college. I need to go to a big city. I need to go to New York City. I need to go to Chicago. I need to go to LA. You know, UCLA is a big thing. But do you have to leave your hometown to, to, to get the most out of college? I disagree. Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, which is ironic, Arise, because you're from the Caribbean so went to New York City. <laughs> so it's just like, it really, is. are you, like, you moved the countries, bro. Like, okay, no, but that's, that's what I want to have that discussion on, is like, do you need to? In my case, I'm glad you brought that up. It's true. In Antigua, there is actually literally no university. It does mm -hmm. not exist. Yeah. They have actually, I guess it's a little Caribbean uh, intro here. They have these community colleges, basically, and then they prepare you to go to this UWE, which is called University of West Indies, which is university for all the Caribbean islands. Ooh. And they have, like, a campus in Jamaica, and there's a campus in Barbados, and there's a campus in Trinidad. Ooh. And that's what we do in the Caribbean. We, like, share one university. And then some of the big countries have their own universities. But Antigua itself doesn't have a university, although mm. I did hear my prime minister say they're trying to build one. So in that case, I had to. Is it called Trump University? Oh my gosh, please don't bring the horror. Sorry. <laughs> but um and then but I also I was still smart. Like I was applying to other universities um in other states, but my family in America was in New York. So it made more economical sense for me to come here because I would be living with people, sharing expenses, so forth. So even moving I had to have a plan. But I yeah. think a lot of people, they, let's say, have a state school and they're in Washington and they're like, oh, you know, this is you know, I would not come out with too much debt. This is actually affordable, but I feel, I, I'm pretty much glamorized. A lot of people mm -hmm. are glamorized that they have to go to, like, NYU. Not coming for NYU, yeah. Daryl. Yeah, that's right. You better watch yourself. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, a lot of people need to realize that if you network, if you talk to people, if you utilize the student clubs and go to conferences, you can get even a better experience than a lot of people who are stressing themselves out to go to these big names. Yeah, I'm just with saying. a quarter of the debt. I mean, I kind mm -hmm. of agree with that one, but I'm just saying, like, if it's your dream mm. to live in a big city and you want to come here, 
by all means, go do it. But just remember, you don't have to do the most expensive things true, to have true. your dream. You true. know, like, you want to go NYU, but, like, that's, like, almost 100 You want to go to NYU doesn't mean you need to do NYU room and board. That's yeah, another thing. Exactly. You I could, actually want to go on that a little bit, too. Yeah, like, I wonder I, what podcast <laughs> talks about finding apartments in, uh, like, New York City. Oh, oh shit. Episode two. <laughs> but specifically with the whole room and board thing, sometimes room and board is way more than the actual tuition. Uh, no, that NYU is just... Actually, yeah, you're right. You got me there. <laughs> it's like an arm and a leg. I'm just saying, well, I know I have friends because you get... Uh, you get the scholarship and sometimes they get decent scholarships and then it's like maybe like 8k they have to pay tuition but then their room and board will be like close to 9k a semester I so your that. room and board pushes you to that like well double what you would actually pay it and but if you had gotten an apartment which is like a whole a much other benefits like side note when you start your rent history then it's easier for you to get rent places future on i'm just saying mm-hmm. we should do a whole topic oh we did oh, yeah. <laughs> about getting your own place oh, which episode number two number two, <laughs> number two, number two. Well, watch it Re- i mean listen to it but basically you do not have to leave your hometown to get a great experience the pattern even if you're maybe not seeing other people bopping just really Think about these things when you're thinking about traveling to another country, country like me, or another state to go to college because mm-hmm. it can ruin your life. You know, you do yes, you do the whole four years in New York and it's fun and everything, but then afterwards you're crushed. Yeah, so. basically college just ruins your life. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I'm kidding. But, I, well, I mean, what can we say? Like to take away from this, right? College is not the like end all kind of solution for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to say, do not work for the college. Let the college work for you. Like I don't, I'm, I don't know if you've heard, but there are some universities that are like closing day by day because they don't have students. They have this. You, I mean, I know that jobs are like forcing a lot of people to get education, and you feel this pressure, and you feel like your life would be nothing without it. But you are the value. They need you. Like my university, Pace University, that I went to. I went to them. I think like two weeks ago and they revamped the entire entryway mind you this entryway they've been constructing for like the last two and a half years uh, you don't you don't think i always that when i left my school they have like this new like uh labs i wanted to use i was like this is bullshit i paid for this and i didn't even get to use it i'm telling mm-hmm. you i feel the same way i'm like okay so when i came here i had to deal with subpar aesthetics but these youngins get to come and boom it's like they're in 2050 i don't know about that yeah, you know what? Like, I was mad as hell. <laughs> but so I, so I peed in the courtyard. Oh <laughs> I'm kidding. I did do that. Don't arrest me, NYU. <laughs> but that is to say, like, there are a lot of colleges that are, I don't want to say begging for students, but they are begging for students. And that's not to say to go to any, you know, college, you know, if they're not offering what you, you what you want, don't go there. But look out there. There's a bunch of scholarships. I think that's another thing. A lot of people are not um, applying to a lot of these niche scholarships like they have scholarships for people oh, from specific yeah. towns or specific ethnicities actually ethnicities, that's, a, that's a big one funny side story I actually okay. applied for this like a scholarship in my high school and it was called like the Filipino Association Scholarship and I actually got it oh. it was like a good like 7k uh, semester for like a year. I didn't know you had accomplishments in life. Yeah, I know. It was like my only one. And then, <laughs> but then, well, I didn't read the fine print. It was for Filipino nurses. And I was just like, great. I, because I was one of the like maybe four Filipino in my high school mm-hmm. and all of them want to be doctors or nurses. I didn't want to be one. No shade. I mean, I think, that, look, we need you guys. Like, but I didn't want to be <laughs> you know, a nurse. You know, life. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, that got, that shit got stripped away. Like, 
that was for fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> but there we go. So anybody who's out there trying to be a nurse and you're Filipino, Daryl saying there's scholarships out there. Hook up. Oh yeah, and also FAFSA. Like you have. Yes. First of all, I I think FAFSA is required. You have to do. It's FAFSA. not required actually. It's not I required. Know, and um, I actually know that a lot of people. It's not that they don't know it exists, but they don't want to go through the well the perceived stress of doing it because there's a lot I of could understand yeah it is yeah. it is disgusting it, and and there are actually initiatives in new york city for like especially inner city kids to like get them in workshops to get them in a room to do it with their oh parents God, there. that's a good idea because like i did fa- i had to do fafsa because i'm actually i was the first one to go to college here in the u.s in my mm. family so it makes me feel like i it was hard as fuck that are you a trendsetter i know i know exactly my family and then so when i did fafsa first of all my mom just didn't trust it all right <laughs> she was like why yeah. do they need to know my tax history Yo. what is this why do they need to know me why like, are we the same person right now exactly. my parents were like okay there are a lot of boxes on this paper <laughs> yeah and i told her like mom just just help me out like i <laughs> i can't do this by myself like i don't have any money <laughs> and um yeah, yeah. I, I, that's really surprising to me because i always thought fafsa was like managed no. Yeah, yeah. You would. You would. Is it? Is it mandatory? Is is it not mandatory for international students? It is think? not mandatory. Or is I it mean, just it for technically anyone? Technically, isn't mandatory for anyone. If you, let's oh. say, are a millionaire and you decide I'm going to go to college, I'm just going to. I mean, the, the co- colleges do not care about you. Okay. <laughs> They're like, here's this bill, pay it how you want, and they also say, hey, by the way, there is this thing called FAFSA. If you feel like, yeah, you can apply for it, that'll probably help you. But they just want to get the money. So if you have the money, give it to them. If you don't, well, they'll give you the suggestions, but you have to do the research. You have to go in. So that is another thing definitely look into fafsa yeah because like, also yeah. new york city has this tap tap oh yeah that's exactly. one thing so, but that's for residents so mm-hmm. if you reside yeah new york city, i wasn't eligible because like my mom made too much money but i was like <laughs> this is some bull it's like it's like they just don't want to give me money i mean i yeah. why is this i mean yes i may not be that smart but still i work hard i think <laughs> so there's that big dynamic of Scholarships specifically for you know ethnicities, for majors, and then there's the the big ones you have about FAFSA, but some people are still not doing it. Then there's the state ones. There's mm-hmm. basically all these different ones, and we want you guys to go out there. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of um, websites. For, I, for think, those I, think, I believe College Board has like a section just to yes. apply for you know scholarships. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean if like not only is College Board there to like look and like break you down when you see how low your SAT scores are, but they have a section where you could find scholarships. Fa- and also FAFSA is the gateway to find scholarships. Yes, like a lot once of them you apply for that, that it will pretty much like for sure. I know FAFSA will give you uh, loans. Like yeah. it's like. Um, like the subsidized, unsubsidized loans yeah. are associated with FAFSA. That that's something that and you they normally have, have lower rates. They yeah, they kind of do. Like I think you have to do more research on that because like there are some banks where where it's a little bit cheaper. Like maybe I heard that Citibank is a good one to do a private loan. Fuck Wells Fargo. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You heard me. Okay, but they might be an advertiser one day. Oh uh, no, fuck that. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say sure. is... There's yeah. a lot of different avenues, a lot of different financial institutions. And that's what I... I mean, to kind of continue what I was saying is there's so many things out there for you guys because do not try to fit one specific mold. Do not try to... Somebody said, oh, this is the perfect school, the perfect way, do whatever you have to do to get this price. I mean, maybe 1% of you only have one thing you want to do. If that's it, kudos to you. But for anyone who's just thinking, open your mind to the possibilities. Also, I want to talk about like like majoring and like what you expect once you graduate and like the salary wise, you know? I know. I think that's just a touchy topic because I mean, okay, I went to Pace University. And... Yeah, what's that? 
Pace. It's there somewhere. It's near Wall Street. Um, it was cute. <laughs> and okay. was they, it like a garage for oh people gosh. who worked at Wall Street? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of those business students really acted as if, even though they were freshmen just out of high school, they acted as if they were ready to take over Amazon stocks or something. First but... of all, that's all business people, all right? <laughs> they they will find a way, like, that's something that's their fault and spin it to make it like you. Like, they are cutthroat as fuck. I know, they are cutthroat. And they have to be because they're paying a lot of money. And I would say for business folks, actually, networking is your biggest thing in college. Like, yeah. I, um, it's it's very, very saturated. Like, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of people who come to, especially New York City, to do that, whether it's finance or econ. And then you have to get these specific skill sets. Like, it's no more, especially, like, econ. I actually did an econ class, even mm-hmm. though I'm a computer science major, because they were doing this statistical software. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's becoming now. It's becoming, you have to learn some Python scripting to do an analytics. You have to Easy. do Stata and Ooh. R. I know. You're They're, saying, so like, very up. amazing words right now. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I want to tell them now that it, as you're saying, choosing a major, if you're doing business, know that you're going to have to touch on some technology mm-hmm. and you have to network because the major alone is not going to do it for you. And that's how you're going to succeed. Yeah. And also, like, what do you want to what's what's your goal in the end? Do you want to mm-hmm. make like a lot of money with, like, say, I don't know, an art degree? You know, mm-hmm. like, it's one of those things where it's going to be like you should. I know, like, the, if you're going to, like, take away from something from this podcast today is, like, you should somewhat plan what you're going to do. Yes, yes. You know, like, Literally you... Literally yeah. write it down. Like, I was crazy about planning. I actually knew every single course I was going to do for, like, the next two years when I was in college. Yeah, and I know it's, like, people, like, saying, like, oh, isn't it terrible to, like, force kids to go to college without knowing? I mean, yeah, you're right. But, like, right now we're in this day and age where, like, okay, if you're going to go to college, then you got to make college your bitch. How are you going to make college your bitch? Mm -hmm. Then you need to know, like, what's your major? But, like, you have to also know if that major is employable in the next four to five or six years after you graduate. Will you have a job? What do you expect? It's, like, you have to think things like that. Not all at once, but it has to come into your mind before you go join in the workforce. Yes, yes. You and know? diversify, guys. Also, also, a lot of business students at Pace, but also there was a performing arts sector. And mm-hmm. a, a lot of my friends there, I say the ones that are excelling or, well, you know, basically not being starving artists, are the ones that, yes, they wanted to do art, but they also did some digital design. They mm-hmm. did some, you know, maybe they know a little web design, so they're able to do some more graphically pleasing production. Yeah, you got to be marketable. Exactly. You yeah. have, and then nowadays, every, but anybody who wants to be, if you want to be an actor or so forth, you need to have that YouTube channel. You need to have that podcast. Or, or go to like, do theater, like, mm-hmm. classes outside of school. Because like, school could only teach you so much until you have to like, find something that will give you that edge. You, you basically, know? I, that's the thing. You need an edge. Yeah. You need that one, an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, that word. Let me say out with you? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Entrepreneurial. <laughs> Spirit. Um, and you need to incorporate tech. I think I've been hinting at that all along. And I'm sorry, I'm a developer. It's what I'm going to do. Technology is what is pushing every single industry. And I'm, if you, whatever you study, it could be history, you need to start that blog about historical contexts. Got a hustle. <laughs> yeah, you hustle. got a hustle. Because at the end of, like, I don't know, maybe what, maybe the next five years, what was it? The bachelor's degree is going to be the new high school degree. True. Yeah, right? True. So, I mean, it's like, I see college as an investment and also, like, yeah, you you get, like, all these new fun experiences, but at the end of the day, it's pretty much like a business where I get a degree and that degree will sell help me sell myself mm-hmm. to do what 
I can get a job in. Exactly. College know? is an investment. It's no longer that group of a bunch of smart people sitting down together just discussing yeah, concepts. smoking pot like around. <laughs> I mean, like okay, that's... I don't know if Plato was smoking pot, but we just want to say it's no longer that. You know, it's an invest. It's a financial decision, and you have to teach it seriously. Have your hopes, have your dreams, but be practical about it. Mm-hmm. And I think the hashtag today could be be entrepreneurial (laughs) (laughs) yeah with the (laughs) bye